Welcome to Chosen Faces Podcast. My name is Shanice Wallace. And I'm Jillian Marie. Thanks for joining our community conversations based on Christian faith, beauty, business, transformation, free resources, relationships, and we're talking the Christian lifestyle, sharing with you how we talk it and walk it by faith. This is how we walk it and talk it. Yes, walk it and talk it. Talk it and walk it and walk it and talk it. That's right. This is how we walk it and we talk it here on Chosen Faces Podcast. Welcome back, guys. It's your girl, Shanice Wallace. This is our season two episode one of Chosen Faces Podcast. Sadly, I am alone tonight and I won't be recording with my girl, my co-host Jillian Marie until another several weeks when this COVID-19 has died out because we are believing by faith that God is lifting this thing and letting this virus, this deadly virus pass over us. Y'all keep praying. Y'all keep praying. I hope everyone is doing all right. Hope everyone is in good spirits, is just lifted up, and that you have faith. This season, we are going to be doing a Bible study series, as God has laid it on my heart, to go forth and talk about faith, talk about the Word of God, teach the Word of God, preach the Word of God. It is time. We need to do it, building ourselves up in in the Word of God and receiving the power by the way of the Holy Spirit. That is the only way we're going to really get through this life, especially after all of this that has happened. You know, it's really devastating. It's really sad what's going on right now. And I don't want to be somber about it tonight, but I just want to give God thanks because um, I'm alive, you know, and those of you who are listening, you are alive. You are alive and you are well, and you have the ability to pray for somebody else, and you have the ability to soar through this thing. If you are listening, you have breath and you have life. That's right. So make sure that you are encouraging others around you. We are going to get through this. It's a harsh time. It's a harsh reality. Um, but I believe that something great is going to come out of it. God has laid on my heart that, you know, over the last several months, he's been just talking to me about idolatry, rebellion, pride, and correction, and all these different things, conviction, even within my own personal self, and then just, you know, hearing the heart of God in my times of praying and just in, in, in just communion with the Holy Spirit. God has brought me to, you know, Revelations 18, Jeremiah 33, Hosea 2 and 3. You guys can go ahead and read that on your personal time. Those scriptures just kind of share the heart of God right now and, and and how frustrated he is when it comes to the nature of sin and how, you know, people don't fear him. You know, you look around today and people are just doing whatever they want, <laughs> pretty much. It's like whatever they want. You barely hear people um, really talk about having a relationship with Christ. And I think, you know what, um, instead of complaining about that, the, what we can do, myself and those who Uh, have a relationship with the Lord, we can share the gospel. And this is what we're going to do and take the opportunity to share the gospel here using this podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and wherever else um, you listen to your podcast. We're pretty much on about maybe eight or nine platforms, but the most uh, popular ones are um, iTunes and Spotify and Anchor. Um, I I noticed that we have more listeners on Anchor. So please, guys, when you listen, please don't forget to rate us and subscribe and uh, leave us a comment. We are so open to feedback. We're humble enough to, uh, you know, take in consideration whatever we can do better. I know first season was like, oh, my God, I was like, I sound crazy on the mic. I'm 
my mouth is very watery. And so I tend to sound like I'm I'm smacking my mouth a lot, but it's not that I'm doing it on purpose. I I, I don't know why. Even if I'm not drinking anything, my, that's just how my mouth is. So I don't know. Really weird, crazy. Maybe it's just my you know my Moses moment where you know every, if anyone knows the story of, of of Moses, he felt like he was in, inadequate that he couldn't speak. Um, definitely can I can definitely relate to him. So yeah. I'm going to try my best to get through this season and hope you guys enjoy this Bible study series. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about what does it mean uh, to be saved? What does it really mean to be saved and really applying the word of God in the scriptures that um, I'm giving you, really applying the word of God to your life. So it's tonight. I'm recording. Believe it or not, this is the third time I'm recording today. I don't know. Earlier, I tried to do it at like four o'clock. It was too much noise. Somebody was playing music in 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 on on my floor, and the train was going by. It was just so much, and I was like, "Let me go try to do it in the bathroom." I did it in the bathroom, and I forgot to share some main points. And so here I am again. I relaxed, ate dinner, um, spent the evening with with my husband watching, finished watching these um, a few episodes left of um, Chicago PD. So I was watching that. My TV time has become very limited in this time of quarantine. I've been really uh, quarantined away with Jesus, spending time in his presence um, and trying to leave, you know, any, trying to close any doors that I have of anything in my life that I, you know, tend to put before the Lord. I'm, I, I was not a TV person. I don't know. Last fall, we got the fire stick and I just, um, I just got a little carried away this winter. And yeah, and you know, I got convicted like, girl, you watching too much TV. So I stopped, we plugged out actually the fire stick and, um, I'm just trying to watch TV maybe every other night or every few nights for, uh, you know, two, three hours. That's about it and cut it down or don't watch no TV at all until maybe the weekend or whatever. So I've been in quarantine, just literally spending time with the Lord, refocusing, praying, cooking, cleaning, spending time with my husband and just using the time to, um, you know, search my heart, render my heart to the Lord. I'm really learning what that really means. In this and I'm going to talk a little bit more about rendering your heart in just a few minutes. But before we get into any scriptures, I, I just want to, you know, say, for, you know, what does it really mean to be saved? What does it really mean to be saved? And for me, I believe that just means to be rescued. Even when you um, look up the word saved, it means to be rescued, you know, to be rescued from destruction, to be rescued from the things that you don't see coming, but God sees it. And so he places a roadblock or he delivers you out of an unforeseen situation or a current situation. You know, a lot of people call upon the name of Jesus when they're in a, you know, traumatic situation, life and death situation, or they go through a crazy time of depression, oppression, or, you know, some kind of devastation in their life. And they find themselves having to uh, call on the name of Jesus. Some people, many are called and a few are chosen. So you have those people who are chosen by God where he arrests them at some point of their life. Uh, maybe they're even, you know, raised in church and and introduced to Christ uh, at a young age, but maybe not so much a relationship. That was me. I was introduced to, to church. If you want to hear my story and more of kind of like my background, definitely go back to uh, season one, episode one, I believe. We talked about About Us, um, getting to know both me and Jillian. You can listen to that, but I have a, a crazy transformation story. And I was introduced to church, but not a relationship um, with God until I was the, um, at the age of 27 years old, which was 2011. 
but I've always known that God had, you know, his hands on my life, a tug on my heart. And um, I pretty much uh, surrendered my life to Christ during an encounter in a church service. I was at the lowest place of my life, definitely was. My mom sensed it. She was still praying for me and told me to come to a church service one day. And I finally just gave in because I was kind of like seeking God in my heart and everything and trying to, you know, try a few churches. One, I think it was like one church at the time. And I finally surrendered the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. I mean, I will never forget it. Just a power came over me, a love, a presence that was just so like, I felt like a, I, a weight was just released off of my shoulders, like a burden that I was carrying, like something that just got too heavy and out of line. Um, and I just surrendered my life in that moment. And I, it was the first time I heard the voice of God consciously speak to me like I was sure you know, about my life and this new beginning of healing that I was getting ready to go through. And I'm telling you, it was a life-changing moment. And that was the moment I became born again. I accepted Christ and I was not looking back. I did not turn back like, yo, I was so serious. I went home and threw out everything and started this newfound relationship with the Lord. And it was like just amazing. I was in awe until the warfare started. Then it got real. But that is another story. And so a lot of times we'll hear, um, when we hear, you know, about salvation or someone talks about, you know, identifying themselves as a Christian, they'll say like, I'm saved or, or I'm born again or whatever the process, the, uh, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, really honestly, the scripture says in Matthew 24, 13, that you're not really saved until you endure the process you endure till the end. Um, but I believe that initially that encounter is God saving you, but you are, you are becoming reborn. Um, you, it's a rebirthing, it's a spiritual rebirthing. You're born by the spirit. And, um, when you accept the Lord, when you allow Romans, uh, I believe it is Romans 10, uh, nine to 13. If any of you are not saved and you do want to become saved, you want to become born again, uh, read Romans, uh, 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 10, uh, nine through 13. And just confess if you believe the works of Jesus, which you can read John, John, the book of John, that's the best book to start reading when you just get saved to really learn about the works of Jesus. Cause in order for you to really believe in Christ, you need to know who he is. You need to know his background, his ministry, what he did, what is he so great for? What is he so infamous for? And what, what did he really come to do for the body of Christ, for people, for humanity? for the unsaved, uh, really get to know him by his word. Um, this is why this, this, this time is so crucial and so important that we take this time out to really sit and, and learn the word of God and just really become babes, really become, you know, humble, like children in the presence of the Lord, like never before and really get to know him so we can understand what is going on around us. You may not understand politics. You may not understand math. You may not understand science, but you can understand the word of God when you have, you know, the resources, the help and the relationship. You need the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to share with you by the, uh, share with you. There's a man named Nicodemus, Nicodemus in the Bible in John three. And I'm just going to read John three, one through three in the NIV version, the new, um, international version of the Bible. King James version is the best version to have because it's the original text of the Bible, but it's always good to have a translation Bible. And I'm just reading from my app. I do have several physical Bibles because I do believe we should have physical Bibles. I know we're such a modern millennial culture, but, um, 
you know, having the physical Bible, God can really, you can supernaturally open up your Bible to scriptures and pages and the word that God wants to really um, talk to you from. So Nicodemus um, is a guy who's pretty much unsaved, and he's a member of the Jewish ruling council who is very intrigued about the works of Christ and approaches him and is like, hey, what do I have to do to, um, you know, be on your side? I see that you you perform these signs, and I know they're from God. Like, I just know they're from God. Like, I know there are many gods out here, but I know they're from God. And the scripture just says in John 3, 1, that now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied and said, very, very uh, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And that means just being born of the spirit. It is by faith that you receive the spirit of the Lord. Um, and then we could just, I'll just read verse five. It says, Jesus also answered, um, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and of the spirit flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to the spirit so you need the spirit we all carry the spirit of god within us the ruach breath of god we all carry that breath and we have a i believe his spirit within us even when we were in the club sinning having sex without marriage um you know partying and just living our lives the way we want and living it up and doing it up without checking in with the father and then having this relationship with him for those of you who are you know born again you know it takes an encounter you have to activate the spirit of the lord in you that already lives there but he needs to be activated and it comes one by a confession it is done by faith it's a supernatural transformation that instantly happens when you accept the lord and over time that's your spirit man begins to grow as you're feeding him the word as you are uh, changing your life, you are allowing God to transform you, download new knowledge, information, helping you undo any areas in your life of iniquity, which is ongoing sin, um, any terminal sinful nature you have in your life where you're carnal and you kind of just do all kind of things that is harmful to your body, to your spirit, and to your soul. Uh, your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. Your will has to be surrendered to the Lord. What you feel like doing every day has to be surrendered to the Lord, where he begins to, you know, form your life based on the calling and the person he has called you to become in this world. So yeah, I just wanted to share that uh, kind of back end of what it really means to be born again, and, and, it's, and in the most simple way as possible. You know, it's a topic that we can really go into depth with. But tonight, I want to give you five points when reading the scripture um, that you can uh, pretty much use in your everyday life when reading the scripture. It has helped me. It has helped me grow in very simple steps. As I said before, I mentioned a few minutes ago, look at the King James Version and then make sure you have a... Um, a translation Bible, study Bible, the NLT New Living Translation. I'm sorry, look at the King James Version first. I, I believe I just said that. I kind of lost my train of thought for one second. So look at the King James Version first, and then make sure you have a study Bible, whether it's the New Living Translation or the NIV um, Amplified um or whatever it is that you feel led or compelled or recommended or uh, referred to, to read, to read, to help you understand the word of God. Um, when you are reading the Bible number two and you're looking at a scripture or a chapter 
um, make sure you pay attention to the root word of, well, make sure you look, make sure you pay attention to the word that stands out. So number two, look at the word that stands out and find the root of it. When you're reading a, a, a chapter or scripture or a verse rather, whatever word. So if the word in that area is born again, look at the root word of born, look up the root word of, or, or if the, or if the word is rebirthing, look up the root word of that and really begin to connect the dots and, you know, make that scripture become alive to you. And then, uh, number three, pay attention to the main character or, or the main topic, the subject. And then number four, read the context, the time, figure out what, you know, this is why you need the study Bible, figure out the context, the events that were happening around that scripture, maybe the chapter before and the chapter after, you know, that time and place of that, of that story. Think about what was happening and really, you know, um, indulge in the Bible. Like we indulge in TV, we indulge in eating good meals, hanging out with our friends, drinking wine and he, he, kiki and all the time, you know? So take this time, especially while you are in quarantine to, um, really get yourself familiar with the word of God, because this is how you counterattack evil. This is how you pull down strongholds. This is how you have, uh, 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 uh spiritual language, to pray, you know, to defeat the enemy and to meditate upon when you have crazy thoughts coming into your mind. You can only use the word to pull it down. And then lastly, apply it to to your life and meditate on it. Memorize it. Yes, memorize it. Like you memorize the ABCs, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Memorize the word of God. Memorize the, the scriptures and the and the stories that you are um you are reading, let it, let it sink into your spirit, into your soul. So that when times of, uh, times of need, when you need to reference a scripture, you already have it in your spirit. You already have it in your memory, your memory bank. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, and think of practical ways that, that you can use the word, apply it to your life, apply it to your life with, with, by meditating and memorizing, you know, and applying it and putting yourself in the scripture. So those are my points for when reading the word of God, you could use, you could do that at any time. You could do that at any time. And that just brings me to, um, Genesis seven, one. And when I say you can do that at any time, at any level that you are, whatever the grace is on your life, you know, to read the word, those are simple steps, right? The basics. Um, so Genesis 7, 1, hmm, we're going to talk about my boy Noah, <laughs> Noah's Ark, because <laughs> I feel like we are definitely stuck in an ark right now. We are all in our apartments, our houses, our condos, our townhouses, you know, wherever you are, pray that you do have a place to live and it's not with 25 people in a one bedroom because this is a tough time for some people to also be, you know, kind of um, squared away in, in one place for such a long period of time. We've been on lockdown for what, about three weeks, some people, maybe a month. They, they, they started self-quarantining right away, especially if they felt like they were exposed to the virus, right? And this kind of reminds me of uh, Noah, Noah's Ark. And in Genesis 7, 1, it says, the Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. And the word that pops out to me in this entire um, verse right here is the word righteous, righteous, righteous. He said, I found you righteous in this generation. And remember this, the, the context around this, this whole Noah's Ark story, the whole purpose was that God was so, 
he was so through, <laughs> like literally through, like done with that generation. They were rebellious. They were doing so much evil and wicked in the sight of the Lord that he was like, you know what? I'm done with y'all. I regret. I repent that I even made mankind humans. I'm done. I'm wiping y'all all out by a flood. And later in Genesis, I know God has said he would never do it again. I believe it was like right after that Genesis 8 that he would never do, he would never wipe out the entire mankind again. But he never said he wasn't going to release a plague or he, would, he wouldn't he would allow a plague to come in. Well we, well, we allowed it as a nation, as a generation, by opening the door to the enemy with um, the nature of our sin. You know, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, you know. Noah was found righteous. He was found uh, right in right standing with the Lord. And when you look up the root word um, in Greek, I like to look up the root word in Greek and in Hebrew because though the Greek and the Hebrew, um, the Greek and he, the Greek and Hebrew culture surrounds the Bible so much. It is it is found all throughout the Bible from the Old Testament, even uh, more so the Greek to me in the New Testament, and then the Old Testament, um, the Hebrew. Um, and that is like another topic. I don't even want to get too much into that because I'm already like 20 minutes in. And I want to make sure that I, you know, um, hit all the bullet points for this podcast and keep you guys engaged. I hope you guys are doing good. Go get your water, go get your tea, and let's just chit chat about this scripture. So uh, uh, Genesis 7, 1, as as I said, the word righteous in Greek means eneritos. Enaritos. I know I'm chopping this word up. I just dead made it sound like it was Latin, but it's it's spelled E-N-A-R-E-T-O-S. It's the Greek word for righteous, which means virtuous, um, to be uh, uh, chaste and, and, and righteous. And then the Hebrew word is tesidik, which is T-S-E-D-E-Q, which means to be in right standing, justified, or to be right and God found him right. So right that he said, you know what? You and your family, since y'all the only ones doing the right thing, or he was the only one doing the right thing, God said, you and your children and your flock, your 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 animals, um, and and the birds, you, you build this ark, and I'm going to save you guys, and you can be, you know, the beginning of a new uh, reprocreation, and everybody else, I'm pretty much letting them go in this flood. It's done. It's a wrap there's something wrong with their heart. <laughs> you know, God has been talking to me about the heart. That's another, you know, topic for this season, rendering your heart to God. And in February, the Lord brought me to Joel 2. And it wasn't even the first time someone had told me that she was praying for me. And she said, the Lord told me to, to told her to tell me to read Joel, read Joel 2. It was like last year, probably summertime. And then God brought it back to my attention in February. And what stuck out to me the most was in the first uh, stanza of that entire uh, chapter, it talks about um, a plague and and, and um, then second, rendering the heart and, and repentance and fasting and prayer. And then the, the latter end of that uh, of that whole chapter talks about pretty much restoration. And so I've been getting a lot of like repentance and restoration scriptures for like the last couple towards the end of, I want to say since fall of 2019, and I didn't get all of it. I really didn't get all of it. Um, I was trying to just search my own heart, understand what it is that God wanted, was convicting me of, was trying to show me or change in me. And sometimes God, how he worked with me, the Holy Spirit, he'll, uh, you know, first 
it's like a warning or a sh he'll share something first. And I think it's really just for us, up to us to take the time out to seek him, to gain the understanding of what he's saying when he gives us a scripture or he gives us a word. Sometimes you don't get the full revelation right then and there. He kind of allows it to be built up before he really breaks it on you. And then in February, that's when I, when I got the word again. And I was like, oh, wow, I still didn't get the plague part. But what stood out to me was the fasting. And I thought it was fasting to prepare for the retreat um, that we were supposed to have, that which was canceled due to this um, uh, pandemic. So God has been really talking about us rendering our hearts and I'm, and I just kept meditating on it and wrestling with it. Like, what do you really need? What does it really mean to render your heart and not your garment? And I'm like, garment means our clothes. It means something material. It means something tangible, but our heart is our mind, our will, our emotions, our feelings, our intents, our, you know, um, everything that has to do with our hearts, the things that are hidden, the things that we don't talk to God about, but he sees them and we knows he sees it you know all those things even the things that we're deceived about that sometimes we don't even realize we are doing or entertaining or we are um you know um dabbling in and so I thank God for this time that he has, he's been allowing us to really see what's in our heart, what he wants to change about us to make us better so that we can be fruitful. Yes. So that we can be fruitful. God has also been talking to me about fruit, bearing fruit in this season. And we know that's a great analogy, um, in the Bible that God uses when he wants to show you and share with you because we are his fruit. We are his offspring. When he wants to show us, you know, that we need to become fruitful just like him because he he commanded us to be fruitful and multiply in Genesis 1. That's one of the attributes that he has given us as humans, as his offspring. To render our hearts is, is part of the the, the, uh, the process of being saved and the benefits is, is, is bearing fruit, being covered, you know, being, being, being covered from, from, from harm, like this situation. Thank God me and my husband was not exposed to the virus. And I pray that we don't become exposed to it. You know, I hope you guys are taking your communion and, and really, you know, dwelling in the presence of the Lord and declaring those scriptures over your lives and over your family's lives, you know, fruitful, being fruitful. We, we, we know that the nine fruits of the spirit is taken from Galatians 5, 19 to 22, um, where God really talks about the, the nine fruits of the spirit, which is love, which, which is joy, which is faithfulness, long suffering. Um, what else is it? Uh, uh, long suffering. Um, there's quite a few of them. Joy right now is going to be, is going to be my fruit for this season. I'm telling you, because I feel the joy of the Lord. I feel God getting ready to do something great. And I believe there's so many promises over our lives and God wants us to be fruitful and he wants us to multiply. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to have good character. He wants our, He wants that to be passed down to our children. He wants us to have a good reputation. He wants us to represent him properly, wisely. And by doing that, we have to offer up ourselves just like Abel did. And if you guys know the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4, and then you hear, you, you still continue to hear about Abel and, and his legacy of righteousness in, in Hebrews 11. You know, he was righteous with, he, he was right in right standing. His off, his offering to the Lord was more acceptable than his, his brother Cain. It was a heart thing. God was looking at their hearts, the intent of their hearts. And I believe Abel offered up himself while Cain wanted to offer up the first flock you know he wanted to offer him something tangible but God wanted God wanted 
um, he, he wanted Abel. He wanted the person. He wanted Cain and Abel's heart. He wanted them to have a just heart. They, he wanted to justify them. Um, and so you can read that story in Genesis 4 and follow up in Hebrews 11 just to kind of get an idea of um, rendering your heart and being in right standing with the Lord. And so we know that sin came through this world with one man, according to Romans 5, 12, which is Adam. Sin came through Adam, but through one man, with um, one man who is Jesus, who died on the cross, we all was given salvation freely. So being saved is all about accepting salvation being saved is saying, I believe God that you did this for me. And then now everything that I do from here on, even if I make a mistake, you know, as I continue to mature my relationship with you, you'll give me the grace to just transform daily, to have my mind renewed daily, um, to be more like Jesus daily so that God can say at the end, you know, I am very, I, I am well pleased, just like he was pleased with Jesus. We we want to take the time out to really please God and put away the idols because the, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And your idols could just be anything and everything that you put before God, whether it's the TV, it's shopping, it's partying, it's drinking, it's smoking, it's it's having sex, it's whatever it is that you feel like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with with um sex. I I, I would negate drugs if if you are, you know, a so-called born-again uh Christian and and you really shouldn't be on any drugs. Um, and sex should be something you're doing in marriage, you know, but that's for God to convict you, to show you the way. But the Bible says these things. It's the word of God is scripture. Can't sugarcoat it. it says if you read Galatians 5, 19 through 24, well, um, you read that and you focus on that. It will show you the difference between how God wants you to live and what he wants you to have, um, fruit in what he wants you to develop versus what will not allow you to enter into his kingdom. Uh, therefore not even having the ability to bear any fruit when you have a certain, a certain lifestyle of carnality. So you want to, you know, shy away from the carnal way of doing things and really be born of the spirit. Um, abide in his presence in this time. He's reminded me of John 15 right now. That's another scripture that I was focusing on in my studies last week. You know, b- abiding in his presence, that's how you be- bear fruit, being him and he is, and he will be in you. Read it, read it, read John 15, read these scriptures that I'm giving you right now. Read it this week, meditate it, meditate on it this week. You know, read Psalms 91. When I was reading Psalms 91 last week, and though that scripture is so powerful, if you don't dwell, which is, which is the first verse, if you don't dwell in the power, I mean, if you don't dwell in his presence, you will not be able to take, take part of the power and the covering that God really gives to his people. You know, he gives everyone a measure of grace, a measure. There's levels to grace. And I heard a preacher um, preaching about it. I don't know if it was T.D. Jakes, but I'm going to put the link below of what I was watching last week. T.D. Jakes was talking about stability and fruitfulness. I mean, it blessed me so much. I just sat there, I sat at the window and I just listened to the, listened to the message and God was just convicting my heart like stability stability. You want to bear fruit. You, in, in order to bear fruit, you have to be stable. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. You know, you may have to let go of a few people. You may even have to change your environment in some cases. You know, you may have to sacrifice yourself. You may have to, um, discipline yourself. I'm, I'm going through that right now because really, honestly, to be quite frank, at the, the, the further you go with God, the higher you go with God, um, 
the more depth that you want in God, there's going to be more things that you have to let go of. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I used to never want to tell people about Christ um, unless I was sure they was really ready or God had to tug on my heart to that person about that person and be like, listen, minister to them, tell them about me, about your testimony and what you've been through. Because I'm like, yo, if you ain't ready for this warfare, you ain't ready for this life to lay down your life, to surrender your all, you're, you're going to have a difficult time. Um, but he's, he, God is so merciful. So, so, so gracious. Don't, don't feel like, even though, you know, you may feel like I'm not a hundred percent ready, but I want a relationship with the Lord. I'm not hundred percent ready to let go of certain things. God will work with you, you know, when you're a babe, but as you mature and you know better, you do have to do better. And when you really know better, you know, the, 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 Scripture says in Matthew 7, 13 to 14, says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads life, and only a few find it. You know how many people who are so-called saved right now won't make it into heaven because they don't understand that they have to lay down their life every single day and take up their cross. You ha your works, you know, you, 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 you don't, you don't gain, you know, God's mercy because of anything that you've done. But let me tell you something, your works will be tried. You will be tried in the fire. God is going to try you in the fire. And if you can't, you know, um, hate the things that God hates and love everything that he loves, without full, not compromising and giving all of you to him, you won't make it. This is a serious thing. And I mean, life is, is becoming so, it's, it's becoming so evident that life is so short. You know, what is it to gain this world, to have the shoes, the bags, the clubs, the cars, the houses, and all of this, and don't have a relationship with the Lord. I'm learning that as I go higher with the Lord, I have to let go of more of myself, less idling, less social media, less of all these different things. I know God has called me to, you know, do this, this YouTube thing with my husband. And I'm saying, Lord, the platform is growing so slowly and you're telling me to do it. That later is going to be a stream of income and a type of ministry, just showing ourselves and showing that as, as millennial Christian couples in ministry, we can still have fun and this is how we live our lives and showing the lifestyle and, and show and so forth. And I believe he's saying this to many believers right now. And if he's telling you that, do it, you know, do it because there has to be a balance. You know, a lot of people are not going to go to the church. They're not going to go to the physical house of God, but they may be attracted to a couple or a person, a woman, um, or an organization such as chosen faces, you know, and say, Hey, I like what they're doing. And they are hearing from God. They have a relationship with the Lord and they're becoming fruitful and they seem content and happy and all these different things, but they may go through things, but they, they, they don't fall and stay down. I want to know their God. I want to know their God. You know, this is, <laughs> you ever read the book of Ruth? That's pretty much her story. That's pretty much her story. You know, um, she was a Moabite. She was not a Christian, but she met Naomi, you know, which was her mother-in-law. And then she ended up meeting one of the most richest men ever. On the other side of you saying yes to God and focusing on your relationship with him and making him everything is blessings that you would have never known. I became a makeup artist. I became a makeup artist. I was in the world smoking weed, chilling, going to the clubs, getting my hair done, nails. I probably only used um, eyebrow, eyebrow pencil and I think concealer because my under my eyes was always dark. Child, I was not into no makeup. It was when I got saved 
and became born again and was going through this process with the Lord. And I married my husband, who's a photographer. And God was like, listen, go get certified as a makeup artist. And I was like, huh? A makeup artist? Okay. Always felt like I was going to be an entrepreneur. Didn't know how. So I just stuck to sales because I was good at it. A lot of people stick to the things that they know that they're good at. But it doesn't mean that that's your purpose. It doesn't mean that that's what God wants to um, birth in you. That doesn't mean that's what he placed in your in your spirit before you was even born. Your spirit was already in heaven. Your spirit was already God. God already contemplated about you. He already He already set the stage for you. You know, way before you, He even chose your mom and your dad. Whether your mom, whether you wasn't gonna know your dad or not, or whether your mom didn't make it to to see you, um, you know, as an adult. Because sometimes, you know, some people lose their parents, but that's probably just was their purpose, and that was it. God is your real father because you have his spirit within you. And that's just really what it is. He is our father. And it's time that we really come to him as, you know, his children and lean on him, depend on him. I am learning to really rest in the arms of Jesus. Growing up, I would always hear my my grandmother sing those kind of songs, resting in the arms of Jesus. And I'm like, God, girl, if you don't stop with these songs. But now I know as, a, as an adult and realizing, you know, that God has always had his hands on my life and he was waiting for me to give him my full yes. And with that, I would never turn back no matter what kind of trauma, warfare, dark season I have to go through because now I know when the scripture says to count it all joy, now I understand because of the level of character and fruit that is now coming into my life. Yeah, I've sabotaged some of my seasons. I should have already, um, I feel I should have already accomplished certain things, but because my disposition was, was off my attitude, my mindset, um, my, you know, you have to have a mindset for the things that God is preparing you for. So be patient also, you know, that's also a fruit of the spirit to have um, control, you know, to be patient, to have control, you know, have self-control, allow the Lord to have his perfect work in you to work out your, your situation. You know, uh, sometimes we complain like the children of Israel, they complained so much. All they did was complain and they kept a door open to the enemy to attack them. I went through a season where I just complained. You guys hear me be very transparent about the, um, beginning stages of our marriage. It was hard. And I complained a lot, like, God, why? Like, 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 really? <laughs> like, so this is my husband? Okay, so this is what we're going to do. You know, and I had, the Lord, I remember when I first met my husband, when I first got married, the Lord was like, this is your, I'm going to, I'm going to process you in this marriage. I didn't understand what he was saying. I did not understand. And if I tell you how many times we, we were going to divorce, we even was separated for a couple months, you know, had fights. It got real. It got real, real, real. Like the old Nisi came out, <laughs> Nini came out, you know, and God had to show me like, look, you still got strongholds. You still got some things in your flesh that you need to deal with. You are not where you think you are yet just because you know my word. Cause you can also know the word, but see, you deny his power when you don't allow change and transformation to happen. You got to submit to the process. And that's another thing I've truly learned in this season to really submit to the process, you know? Um, couple months ago for some of you some of my girlfriends who maybe be listening right now thanks for your support guys um you know I've been convicted about this job that I'm on you know I feel like I took a huge pay cut I remember receiving a prophecy and I'm just gonna wrap it up with this and um just share this little testimony and I remember receiving a prophecy when I just got saved 
um, in 2011 and I did a 21 day fast and I was like, um, so enthusiastic, so enthused about the word of God, the power of God. And that feeling that I had that day of transformation, when I surrendered, I'm like, I always want this. What do I have to do to always be like this? Like to be on this spiritual high, like it was amazing. Um, I've never felt anything like that. It was, I just felt free. And I was like, you know, what do I have to do? So my mom started teaching me about warfare, fasting, going to church, doing 5 a.m. prayer. She's teaching me all of this and I'm just soaking it in. I'm like, yes, sister, let's go. We going to church. (laughs) We was going to church on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. I was all up in it. I was like, whatever I have to do, because I knew that I went hard for sin. And so I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this or else I'm going back. And so um, I remember getting this word after this 21 day fast from one of the prophets in the church um, at that time. And he was like, yeah, you know, you I see you getting a position on a job like a managerial, um, like a manager's position and uh, God elevating you. And it's not about the money, but it's going to teach you some things. It's going to teach you some things and it's going to be a white woman that you're going to find faith. She's going to find favor with you or something to that extent. Um, and I was like, okay. So I thought it was the job that I was on at that current time. But then again, God changed and shift, shifted me out of out of the industry. I was in the jewelry industry and he shifted me completely into this world of makeup and photography with my husband. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So I never saw that word come to pass on the first job, on that other job. So I let it go. I just was like, okay, well, whatever, you know, is going to happen is going to happen if it's going to happen. And then I remember God bringing back that word to me when I got to this new job, but I, but I didn't like it, but he told me to take it. I actually was offered an $80,000 position in for pharmaceutical, like sales rep. And I was like, yeah, that's more up my alley based on where I was coming from and the salary that I was getting, the commission and, 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 and hourly, whatever. And so I took a huge pay cut and I started this whole new industry. But I was like, if I don't do it now with a husband, a second income, and, you know, I had a few dollars saved up. And I was like, if I don't seize this opportunity now, I'll never come out of sales, which was also one of my cries. Because I was like, I am going to be stuck. I'm going to be those old ladies with, with two bunions and orthopedic shoes and just hunched over and like, can I help you? We got to make commission. And I was like, I don't want to be that woman. Um, if anybody has done sales and work commission, you know, it can be very stressful unless you just know how to relax, make your money and, you know, go hard if you got that energy. Otherwise, it, it really takes all of you. It's not something I really saw myself retiring from. So I, I, I questioned my future a lot. And so when God told me to do the shift, I was like, girl, you better do it now. It was an opportune time. But I was so upset about the job. I didn't like it. Then I started to like it. I just was going through a lot of ups and downs. I finally got a promotion. God opened the door for me. Um, And then I messed it up. I was going through personal stuff, still at home, spiritual warfare. I feel like witchcraft was being done against me. That's a whole nother story. Not to mention, I was still breaking generational curses. It was a lot. It was a tough season. God had initially told me, you're going to do five years on the job. I didn't do... Uh, I did the five, I got to the fifth year and God was like, you know, I'm not releasing you because there's still some areas in you that you need to develop and you're going to do it here on this job because this job is going to teach you truly how to be a solution oriented person, not give up and really be able to stick things out until you bear fruit. And I'm like, all right. He was like, change your disposition, change your thinking, gain a perspective, look at the benefits. Sometimes we're in situations, we are looking at what it is in front of us. 
And we're not allowing ourselves to, to say, hmm, can I spiritually grow from this? Can I mature from this? Can I have uh, personal growth from this? Sometimes it's not always about the money. You know, sometimes it's not always about the money. That's another thing God had to snatch from me because I was so success driven as it pertains to making money. And God really wants to bless us. He wants to do some supernatural things in our lives that we don't have to work for. Really just work for it in, in the sense of um, working on ourselves. And allowing him to transform us through his power and by his word, you know. So all I say all of that to say that now I'm doing really good. I have been recognized as employee of the month and last month and just really... Um, and just really uh, working with my management team to try to see, you know, how I could get my position back because I was I was pretty much a supervisor, and um, the the prophecy was for me to become a um, it's like a second level supervisor, like a manager, but it's it's a weird system in our store, so I'm not even gonna get into that. But I say all of this to say that when you really surrender to the Lord. You know, you become saved, you, or you, you know, you become born again, you go through this process to stay saved and transform in God, bear fruit, develop, and you see wonders and power in God that you have never, you would never see, um, living a mundane lifestyle, a, a carnal lifestyle. So it is really a beautiful journey, despite all that you have to go through and be pruned from and the branches he has to break so that that fruit can really blossom. So allow it and let the season be the season that you really become fruitful. You multiply and you stay safe, stay safe, stay safe because times are going to get rocky, shaky, scary. But when you are anchored in God and unmovable and, and you um, live by faith, because the Bible says that the just live, live by faith, you will not be easily moved. Things will happen and you may get a little, oh, okay, a little frantic, frightened, but then you'll use the word of God to say no, um, be anxious for nothing. You know, Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. You know, think on thoughts that are just, that are pure, that have good report. You remember scripture in the time of need when, when, when you know, the enemy, the adversary tries to attack your mind or, you know, all this trauma is happening. You want to be a light. You want to you, you, you want to be a light in the world for other people. You don't want to be the people, the person that's running to everybody for help because you're depressed. You want to run to the Lord, have him to help you. Yeah, we can run to other people for advice and for help. But in this time, listen, God wants us to run to him. So, you know, run into him. The righteous shall, shall run into him. He's our strong tower. You know, so it says in the book of Proverbs. So I just want to bless you all tonight. And I just pray that the Lord strengthens you all. Um, and, you know, just gives you the desires of your heart, the things that he's talked to you about, that you've longed for, that you pray to him for, that he will give it to you. But I pray that he will, that the blessing, you know, he will not become smaller than the blessing. I pray that you will always keep him first. And I pray the same for myself. May you all be blessed. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a comment, and just, you know, uh, rock out with us. We hope that this season will be a blessing to you all. If you'd like to leave a donation, uh, please look at the link in the description. We can use Cash App, um, or you can also use PayPal. You can write us a check, whatever you'd like to do. We appreciate it. Anything is um, accepted $5, $2, $1, $20, $100, whatever you like to. So this is a non-for-profit organization and we do this for free, but but to build anything, you know, as, as the scripture says, money answereth all things. 
you need money to do these programs these events and so forth and we're just building but we're going to be enjoying this process like i am right now it was such a pleasure talking to you guys and i pray that you are blessed and we'll talk to you on the next episode get ready for jillian because my girl is gonna bring y'all she's gonna bring y'all that meat next week (laughs) all right guys talk to you soon peace out